so critically acclaimed. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Not So Critically Acclaimed podcast. I'm Laura, and this week we will be talking about the newest season of the hit Netflix original dramedy, Never Have I Ever. Now, in case there are any new listeners, I thought I would take the time to just do a little reintroduction of the podcast template and how my episodes work. Originally, I used to release new episodes of the podcast every week, then it switched to every other week, and now there's no permanent structure, so it's always a surprise, and whenever I'm feeling up to it and like excited to talk about something. But anyway, every time I release a new episode, it will be about a new show. So if it's a show I've never discussed before, it will have two episodes. Part one is spoiler-free, and it provides an overview of my experience with the show, and and then goes into details of the cast and the plot. And then part two contains spoilers, and I'm usually joined by a guest to discuss all of our opinions on the show. And then after that, if it's a show that I have discussed before, then there can be like a part three or four or five. And that just means that it's a show I've already discussed, but now a new season has come out and there's more to discuss. Which brings me to this week's episode, Never Have I Ever, part three. Since the last time I spoke about it was, I think, last year um, after season two had aired. So now obviously there's a new season and there's new stuff to discuss. Um, And so now that I filled everyone in, I'm really excited to introduce this week's podcast guest, Simone, who goes by Simply Simone on social media, and she is known for sharing videos about all things pop culture and just being an entertainment enthusiast and pop culture junkie like yours truly. So welcome, Simone. I'm so happy for you to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's going to be a very fun conversation, but before we get into things, I always love to give my guests the floor just to share how you got started on social media, you know, your, what your favorite kind of content to make is, and just like your backstory, what your goal was with it, how you came up with it. Just tell me about it. Okay, so I originally started on social media way back in, wow, I'm really going to show my age here, way back in 2015, I started on YouTube just making random videos during like my first year of college, and it really didn't like pop off anywhere. I discovered TikTok a month before COVID hit, and I just started to post consistently, well, not the same amount as like I usually do because I post a lot. But I posted consistently. The first viral video I had was talking about one of my favorite shows that got canceled. And I realized that pop culture was pretty much the main thing I posted about on the app. So I mainly got into it, whether it was talking about TV or movies or talking about nostalgia moments or just stuff that related to me. That's what I mainly enjoyed about doing it. And I've been doing it ever since. Nice. And, you know, I have to just add like, I did do like some deep diving on your page and like you post like so many videos every day. Like, how are you able to do it? I'm just like, sometimes it really takes it out of me to just like literally sit there and film one. So I'm just so curious how you're able to just stay on top of it. I always get this question. I'm surprised honestly of myself for how much I consistently post. A lot of the times I'm recording a lot of short form videos. So it's easy for me to record. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I take an hour out of the morning just to record whatever, how many amounts I wanted to film for that day. And then if it's like a big old project, like a multiple part video, I have to film that over a course of a couple of days and just post throughout like the week. But other than that, mainly it's just me operating on like a short form kind of base. 
Yeah, that makes sense because I mean, I'm always like scrolling. I'm like, oh my god, girl, this is posting all day long, and I'm like, who does <laughs> to you? I know. Like, I always get the question. People ask me, "Do you have a job?" I'm like, "Yeah, I, I do." Outside the south, I promise. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like so crazy how people are just able to make it work for them, and you know, have like totally other aspects and things that are going on in their life, and then also everything on social media. So very impressive. Um, but you know, of course, getting into I want to touch on the video that you said was the first one to go viral because you were talking about a show um, that you loved that got canceled. I'm definitely curious to know what that show was. Okay, so that show was one day at a time on Netflix. I watched it when it came out way back in 2017. I was devastated when it canceled. We got canceled the first time. And then it moved on to its new channel. I was like, okay, I have Charter. Great, I have this channel. And then COVID hit. And then I'm getting canceled again. So it was just a back and forth that where I'm used to having shows get canceled. But it was one of those was like, wow, I've been through a journey with this show and we're ending like this. So I just made the random video on like a whim. I was at home and I found a song that fit to it. And then out of nowhere, everybody was in my comments and it got 50K views within like the first day. I was like, oh, wow, this this is actually me kind of going viral a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think that's the thing that sucks about the shows getting canceled. Like so many shows do get canceled, especially Netflix. And that's like mm-hmm. what they're getting known for now. But I think it's it's what's worse is when the show gets saved somewhere else, but then it like falls through or if it gets renewed and then they go back on their renewal, like obviously the society, that was a big one. And it's just like, you know, getting people's hopes up only for them to get just absolutely obliterated later. Yep. But on that note, of course, always ask what um, your favorite TV show and movie of all time are. Cause I gotta know. Ooh, all time that's really difficult because I have so many comfort shows I think of all time I definitely have to say One Tree Hill because that was my first teen drama I ever got into and I've been like consistently watching ever since ever if I'm just like randomly watching it on like a random day I have the Ray Jersey that's like the first time I actually bought merch for something that I like so that's my favorite show of all time my favorite movie of all time is my big fat Greek wedding. That's the first rom-com I watch. I love it so much. I cannot wait for the third one. So those are my two. Nice. I love, first of all, One Trio, great answer. That's one of my all-time favorite shows. Also, (laughs) I mean, the teen drama genre is like my favorite genre. I've watched probably everything in that genre. And I would say like, One Tree Hill is probably my first like CW show because Mm I I would say it wasn't my first teen drama. It was my first like maybe teen drama that I binged because I grew up like watching all the ones uh, on ABC Family like live, but I didn't watch any Mm -hmm. of the CW ones or like the classic CW ones live because I was too young. Like I was only like nine years old when Gossip Girl came out and One Tree Hill, I was literally like five. So. But yeah, I, I watched One Tree Hill in high school and was obsessed with it. And I actually just rewatched it last year for the first time since high school. So it was like seven, it was like six or seven years or whatever. And my mom, I was watching with my mom though and introducing it to her and she like absolutely loved it. Um, <laughs> so we're big, big Tree Hill fans over here. And my big fat Greek wedding, I have, I, I distinctly remember like always when I was younger, 
we used to go like on a skiing trip and we would have like some one of like the um ski instructors like babysat me and my brother one of the nights while my parents like went out and she brought like movies and one of them was my big fat greek wedding like on the vhs like it was so long ago and we watched that and it was like so i don't really remember so much of the movie i just have that distinct like core memory of with that movie but i haven't seen that movie in so long and i i didn't see the sequel and i know they're coming out with a third one now so i really need to like get my act together and watch all three (laughs) of them um because i know that everyone loves them and they're just like such a staple in the rom-com genre which is another genre i'm obsessed with same all right though let's dive in to never have ever because the people are waiting so tell me how you got into this show what was your experience watching it like have you did have you been here since 2020 or was it a more recent binge so i've been here since 2020 i remember watching the trailer randomly because i was scoring for youtube and i know it was around the time they were dropping a lot of their pilots and i was thinking okay this looks interesting and it was something I got through within like a day. I watched all the episodes. And by the end, I was like, I really hope they renew this for a second season. And I instantly fell in love with it. I related to it a lot as a first gen kid. So mm-hmm. I was an instant fan immediately. Yeah, nice. I've also been here since 2020. It's kind of funny because like this, like the next season is going to be the last one. And it's going to come out next the, next year. And it's kind of crazy to be like, oh, my God, this show started like in COVID and mm-hmm. already be over. And it feels like, wait, has four years passed? Like that's it's insane to me um, when you like really wrap your head around it. But, yeah, I remember like watching it when it first came out. I didn't really have any expectations. Like I think I also just saw the trailer and thought it was cute. Um and I actually watched it out of order by mistake because I let my best friend borrow my Netflix and I totally forgot that this was how I first started the show. And so she was in the middle of it when I first decided to start and like I just hit play on Netflix and ended up watching like the sixth episode first and I was so confused because obviously it was like all these things (laughs) had been happening and there was no intro I thought they were going to be like explain all this and then the next episode would be like or the very end of that episode would be like six months earlier or something um so I was so confused but I definitely like liked it but I think it wasn't until after season two where I really got into the show and it was especially because I saw a lot of similarities between um, this show and then the show Awkward that was on MTV. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm going to get into that a little bit later. Um, so, yeah, obviously we're going to be breaking down season three. So coming off of like season two with Davey and Paxson finally becoming a public couple, what were your expectations going into the season? There weren't as high just overall because I usually have like my predictions for like any show I watch that comes back. Mm-hmm. I'm... Baby and Paxton were not going to last long just because I've watched so much TV. Mm-hmm. I knew that there were times where we're going to focus more on her and her growth because they're in junior year now. And this is kind of like the penultimate year for high school. So I expected her growth from like Davy's side. And in regards to her and Paxton, I'm like, okay, we're finally here. But at the same time, like, we're not going to have this last one because she's been hoping for this for so long and now she finally has it and it's kind of like okay what now yeah definitely like typical I always say like oh I've done all the research because I've I've watched like all the shows and you've just seen so many of these like love triangles and just the relationships and how they've unfolded and I based on like the trailer alone 
what I thought was going to go down, at least for Davy's portion of the show. Like I thought her and Paxton would be together, um, but they were going to like really drag out this whole insecure side of Davy and how she didn't feel like they made sense with each other. Mm-hmm. And that would cause a rift in their relationship. Like they had that a tiny bit in the beginning, but I thought it was going to be like a bigger thing and then like I thought Dez's character would be like a new kid in school and naturally Davey would befriend him and realize they had so much more in common and they made more sense together and then that she was going to cheat on Paxton with him like I'm not really sure what would have happened after that but that was my theory um and I guess it kind of related to like again awkward and this is why when I was going to bring it up have you seen awkward I have watched every single episode. That was my show back in high school. Okay. Like, honestly, when everybody was watching Diaries, I was watching Awkward on MTV. And the I have beef with the final season because of how they played it out. And I'm still into this day. But I remember the triangle, triangle Jenna was in and how irritated I was because I was team Maddie for so long. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Me ever. I think everyone like who was really team Jake, but I literally, <laughs> I loved awkward. Like I was obsessed with it in like middle school and high school. And I bring it up all the time because I find it to be such like an underrated show. And I loved MTV's like when they did scripted shows and I feel like they should totally go back to that. But mm-hmm. after season two of never have I ever, it really like clicked in my brain that Never Have I Ever is basically a culturally relevant 2020s like reboot of Awkward. Since mm-hmm. if you like look at the blueprint of the shows, they're exactly the same. Like a 15 year old girl who lives in California and is about to start her sophomore year of high school after a very publicly traumatic thing that happened to her. Like Davy had her dad like have a heart attack and die in front of her and then she became paralyzed. And Jenna mm-hmm. had accident where it seemed like she tried to kill herself um and she had to wear like the obnoxious arm cast and everyone knew and then we see her have like two best friends who are kind of like also losers like they're none none of them are popular like one is kind of the quiet tomboy one's the overly dramatic and talkative one so like Davy has Fabiola and Eleanor that meet that and then Jenna has Ming and Tamara that meet those molds she has a strenuous relationship with her mother and because of her trauma has to speak with someone Davy has Dr. Ryan and Jenna meets with the with Val the school guidance counselor and lastly like the pinnacle of it all is she gets into a love triangle with the super popular jock player and the more approachable guy. So, like, Davy has Paxton meeting the jock, and Ben is more of, like, the approachable nice guy, even though they're a little bit more, like, rivals. And then Jenna mm-hmm. had, the, had Maddie and Jake. And so, overall, I, the reason I bring it up is in Awkward, ironically, also in season three, Jenna is dating Maddie, but then starts to realize they don't have anything in common, and she doesn't understand why they're together and mm-hmm. is really insecure about it. And she starts hanging out with Colin then, who she has a lot more in common with, and then cheats on Maddie with him. So based on, like, how similar I thought the shows were, like, I for sure was like, oh, my God, this is exactly what's going to happen in season three. And Mm. then it definitely didn't. um, And, like, moving on from my tangent, like, we got to obviously, like, rip the Band-Aid off and talk about Davey's relationships this season. Like, which team are you on? Give me all the thoughts. So I've been jumping back and forth between, like, different teams. At at season one, I was team season two. I'm team Paxton. Season three, going in, I was team Davey because I just wanted her to be happy. At the end of the season, because of how the season ended off and the teases that they gave us 
those last couple of episodes and I feel like we're gonna definitely get a shift for season four yes like I mean I am definitely team Paxton I didn't expect them to break up so quickly this season like that was something that I think related to them needing the time progression like that was something that I didn't love so much like literally season three starts off and she's in the middle of her sophomore year and then it ends with her being like okay I'm ready for senior year um so I guess like it makes sense that they since they were like moving time so quickly in the show that they were gonna have them break up and she just keeps like each season it's like she has half with one of the boys and half with the other um but I just I don't know did you feel like the season felt a little bit rushed with the timing I feel like Rush, definitely. I feel like they gave us so little time with Davy and Paxton, because when you really think about it, between those first three episodes, they were together probably like, I don't know, about like two months? They were only together for that short of time. And then we basically jump forward to all different holidays, and then we get into a whole, like, graduation. And it's like, oh, we're going to senior year. I'm just like, wait, can we have, like, a semester yeah process because the first two seasons we had a semester to like go for everything and now we just rush for everything in 10 episodes yeah like i definitely agree like i I think it makes sense because season four is going to be its last so it needs to end with high school ending but maybe they should have done like season one and two sophomore year season three is junior year and season four is senior year instead of like lumping a year and a half of school into one season like i just think it was way too much Mm -hmm. um but we'll get more into season four later. Like, back to the teams. I'm team Paxton at the end of the day because I think his character has had so much growth and development. Like, especially this season. Like, at the beginning, he's only seen as, like, this superficial, dreamy, popular guy. But the more Davey gets to know him and is honestly around him, the layers, like, peel back. And we see how compassionate and caring he is between, like, his love for his sister and how he seems to always be there for Davey when she needs someone. And I I think I saw someone, like, made a comment, like, Davey fell for him, but he fell harder. And Mm -hmm. I could totally, like, see that because his life kind of, fully transform and that was what his whole speech was like everything turned around and he changed his outlook on life because of this one person and the effect that they had on him like not obviously realizing that that would ever be the case but like I don't know Ben I just I don't think he has had as much development and he's kind of just stayed like pretty stagnant for me and nothing's really changing in his character or his relationship with Davy, and that's what makes me like not love him though um so that's kind of where I stand. But, like, there is another boy who we have to discuss because he played a big role this season. Um, and that's Dez, who by the end of the season is no longer a suitor. Um, and he does not have a team rallying for him. But what did you think of his and Davy's like, short-lived romance and how it all played out this season? So for my expectation with Dez, I knew that he was coming in as, like, kind of like a counter love interest for Davy as he is Indian and I'm thinking okay we're about to have you know a whole like South Asian love romance because Davey has mainly been with white kids even though Paxton is half Japanese he's white passing and Mm. we saw in his first episode Des calls her out on it and it's kind of like a wow we're just saying the obvious for two seasons okay so I thought that Des was going to come in and be kind of like 
Daisy's first long-term relationship. I didn't expect, you know, his character to head towards the direction that we ended up with, especially <laughs> yeah. his mom. But yeah, I had some hope for him and I was kind of disappointed at how it ended. Yeah, me too, honestly. Like, I actually really liked them together at first, mainly because, like, what his character did in their relationship did for, like, Davy's confidence. Like, mm -hmm. he showed her that she could be likable just as she was, and he actually, like, saw her as a cool and confident and popular person. And that made her feel, like, so much more secure in, in comparison to, like, when she was with Paxson, where all she did was question her worth and second-guess the relationship. Yeah. And it's almost like, I guess in some ways maybe she needed to be with Des to learn that about herself. And because that was a big thing of this season, of course, like she had so much growth and just changed overall um, because, you know, you want to like the main character and root for them. But, and I think by the end of the show, like you don't want to keep hating the main character. So she had to get some turns, like turn around a little bit and have mm -hmm. that growth. So I'm hoping that like, this relationship and all this newfound like confidence will impact her ability to have a more secure relationship with Paxton specifically in yeah. the future. Um, obviously, though, I, I hated how it ended and how Des like broke up with Davy just because of his mom. And Raya was so awful, and it really sucked how like Melanie finally got a friend, only for her to yeah. end up being like so rude and have like ulterior motives and everything. Yeah, it started off great. And once she started kind of meddling in a way where she kind of got too attached or overshared, like she made one comment about, oh, how it was easier to raise Des versus like Davy and everything that happened to them with them losing mm -hmm. you know, her dad and her husband. I'm yeah. just like, is this where Lonnie's going to be like, okay, yeah, this friendship's over, but it wasn't. And that whole scene in the bathroom, I was like, a moment of tension between both the moms because. Davy's mom would have felt a way about Des's mom basically being in that moment where she's having a panic That's attack. That's exactly and what I was thinking. Around. It's yeah. switched around. And basically she was being so judgy. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, I, I was going down the same rabbit hole as you. I thought like, oh, Nalini's going to be like jealous because she's not so close with Davy, And now she's having this moment with Raya. But like you could feel like definitely building based on all like the snide remarks kind of that Raya had been like dropping here and there. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, ugh, not, not loving that. But in a way, like it then did bring like Melanie and Davy like closer towards the end of the season. Like I loved it. I actually cried in like the last scene. I know I cried now too. I was like, Oh my God, we've grown so much since that very first episode. Yeah. And I was just like, it made me think of like my mom so much given like the pandemic, like I graduated college in May of 2020. So like I was living at home and then was, had been living in, at home for the last two years until like I moved this past like um, January. So it was kind of like, oh, like getting that extra time, like living with my parents and you know how she, so I definitely like related to that moment. And I thought it was just really special. And I literally was crying and did not expect to like cry <laughs> from never have I ever. So I, I love when that happens. Yeah. But speaking of like, other characters though let's unpack what went down with Davy's friends so we had Fabiola struggle with long distance with Eve and then they broke up and then she kind of got into like a sort of relationship thing with Anissa only for that to end and then she started something with the new character Addison at the very end 
Um, and then Eleanor developed a whole relationship with Trent. And then Anissa broke up with Ben after feeling like she wasn't good enough for him and then got involved with Fabiola, but that ended and everything. So any particular thoughts on these storylines? So with Fabiola, I feel like we kind of got shorthanded with her and Eve because we had a buildup of the relationship last season. And then they finally have like this milestone of like, like being able to be like winter formal queens and then saying, you know, I love you. And then they have her move away in the first episode. And after one episode, basically the long distance didn't work out. And then tying into with Anissa's character, I feel like Anissa got shorthanded this season and was put into the sideline. And I feel like her character was only used for other characters' growth in the form of relationships. Because when her and Fabiola kiss, I'm like, oh, this was unexpected. This is going to be interesting. And then it kind of like capped off by like episode five. And I feel like they kind of shorthanded her in a way. And I was seeing more of her this season in regards to her own family and just her with soccer and just her culture and heritage. And, you know, I just feel like I hope season four, we get to see more of her, but I'll save that for that section later. Mm -hmm. For Eleanor, did not expect relationship to have like so much growth throughout the season. Like, honestly, I feel like it was one of those things where like, those are complete opposites and they, just attractive but I feel like we saw a lot of growth with not just Eleanor but with Trent too as you know more than just the best friend I was like wow I unexpectedly like this this season mm-hmm. yeah I definitely follow follow what you're saying for a good amount of that because like with Fabiola honestly with Eve's character I feel like it totally could have been that it was just with the filming thing like the actress who plays Eve maybe wasn't available. Maybe she was mm-hmm. something else. And cause that's just like the way they kind of wrote her out. It was, it seemed very random. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was why they did that. Um, and in terms of like Anissa, for some reason, I don't know what it is. She just kind of bugs me. I don't like her so much. I really can't like pinpoint what it is, but specifically with like the Fabiola and her storyline, it almost felt like, I felt like there were a few storylines in the season that, were kind of pointless and it's it's, it's in a Mm -hmm. sense like they did it only like okay they built up this whole like oh my god they kissed and now like Fabiola's like oh I like it and she had that whole scene with Paxton and they were trying to figure it all out and then they're like Mm -hmm. okay we're together now and then it just like fizzled out and it was like what was the point of that it didn't really do anything for either of their characters and I felt like it was just kind of filler um and then with and then like kind of Anissa's character yeah like you're saying is like she didn't really get anything else so I'm wondering if they're just not the writers like didn't just do a good job like balancing now an extra friend for mm-hmm. Davy. like before she was kind of in season two Anissa was like an antagonist and she was almost playing into like the love triangle rectangle whatever because she was with the whole Ben situation um so I don't know I think they just kind of don't know how to juggle it all and Eleanor and Trent also like one of those like you said unexpected but it just kind of works and honestly like I don't feel that way so much for this um scenario where like I love them but there's so many like other ships from other shows where it's like an unexpected couple but then they work out so much and they end up being like such a fan favorite like there are definitely a few like of my favorite ships who are the ones that are like oh just totally unexpected but it somehow um that definitely is the case here where it just works somehow but I'm not like overly really into it plus it's like a dramedy so I feel like it's never as like intense as a full drama in the ship department 
but I definitely like they had their ups and downs and Trent really did grow a little bit more as a character, especially like you were saying with his friendship with Paxton, because I was like realizing, oh my God, like Trent, is he technically like a series regular? Cause he's in like every single episode, but he never has like such a, a big part of like the plot and everything. But I feel like they stepped it up for this season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are kind of like my thoughts on the friends. And then I guess there's another quote unquote friend who we have to talk about. And that's Ben. Like, we saw him slowly shift back into the friend zone with Davy after the season two struggles, but he's still longing for her. And by the end, we see him, like, totally break down and just everything. He re- he reaches a, a boiling point, basically, and starts and he starts to then shift his priorities. He meets Margo in art class, and it seems like that could eventually be something. But then the big cliffhanger happens. So do you think Ben and Davy are gonna hook up? With Ben, I feel like his story arc for the season just was going on a direct path and then it just started to become like kind of shift in different places. Every guy in Davy's life they have like their dust episode and this season was Ben's and you know him having a realization after being in the hospital that he needs to slow down. For him, also him, me, and Margo, I like that he was getting into somebody else because he was still pining over. And for your question, I think it's going to be a scenario kind of like with George and Izzy where it ends up happening, but it just was terrible. And they figure just like stay friends. Another scenario where they end up not doing it in a like in a place where they're like planning to it just ends up not happening and they're just better friends. Yeah, I like that theory because that's exactly my theory. <laughs> um, I just feel like, you know, it's her senior year. By now, all of Davy's friends have lost their virginity and like Davy wants to get it over with before college. And this is like the perfect opportunity for her to be with someone who she's comfortable with and just like makes more sense to be with in terms of like an even playing field compared to like Paxton who has a lot more, which obviously like we learned the whole player aspect, which that was another funny thing because up until this point, like I always knew, like I made the assumption like, okay, he's a popular guy. And like, he did agree in season one. Remember when everyone, he was like, yeah, I'll have sex with you or whatever. And so the whole thing was like, clearly he's a player and everything, but they never showed any aspect of that until like this season. And that was like, really interesting and kind of almost random at the same time like they're all of a sudden gonna include this mm-hmm. um but like you I, I think that they either I could see it going both ways of what you're saying like either they do hook up and they just realize they're better off as friends or like they're gonna attempt they try and then they're like wait this is kind of weird I don't know because I just don't see them having such like great chemistry like I think Davy and Paxton have like amazing chemistry get and like I, I hate that people just, like, forget about... I feel like everyone forgot about, like, the window scene from season two with, like, Heat Waves. Like, does not, do we oh, not yeah. remember, like, that song heat taking waves, over the that summer? song. Like, that show kicked up that song to just go everywhere. I still hear it on the radio every damn in the car. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, I, I can't think... I can't hear that song without thinking of that scene, of course. And it's just, like like I feel like everyone just like swept that under the rug like do we not remember like how big of an impact that was last year so uh-huh. I'm just like I'm not I'm not over that yet um so I just think Ben and Davey like their chemistry is better for like friend frenemy rivals kind of thing and mm-hmm. I could see like 
Ben starting to date Margo and she's going to have like a real influence on his personality and lifestyle and like kind of taking that chill back. Like I could see him getting into Columbia like he always wanted to, but then like he takes a gap year and decides to just see how things go, you know? Yeah, I definitely see that for him in regards to like his character because I feel like him and Davey are too similar. I feel like Margo kind of like the opposite for him to kind of calm him down because she's more artsy and just more of a free thinker and I definitely you know agree with your theory of him taking a gap year and just like, just recharging and everything before he goes straight into school yeah my only like this is kind of I'm gonna get into the rest of the theories but this I had it written down for later but it's it's fine we can bring it up now um, but my only concern is that Mindy Kaling is like known for like loving the Jewish white boy and writing like the slow burn between like enemies to lovers. Mm -hmm. So like based on the print, everyone's like Mindy is so team Ben and that's going to happen. I I don't see it. Like I don't, I haven't watched like any of her other shows or um, like projects. And like, I know everyone's like BJ Novak that I think, I don't know if he was in the office also with her um, and what their dynamic is rumors going around now and like she's made a few statements because everyone thinks like he's the father of her children Mm -hmm. um and it's just like so her life and of course like never have you ever is inspired not like i don't think it's inspired like to a t but by her life but she definitely is obviously writing about an indian american girl who she can relate to and i'm sure a lot of her davies experiences were similar to experiences that she grew up with or like at least her family and friends dealt with and that's like you know the whole beauty of being a like a creator and being able to take aspects of your life and put it out into the media and have other people like then relate to it so with all that i'm kind of like um i could i guess like i could see it happening but it's like Ugh, I want to be Paxton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What is what are your like main theories going into like season four and the final season and their fate? So my main theory for season four, and I actually had this, you know, towards like the end of season three in my like I feel like we're gonna get the love triangle semi back. Cause my theory is that Paxton is gonna choose to go to instead of Arizona. Because I feel mm. like there's still a part of him that still has feelings for Davy because he wouldn't mention her in that speech for. Oh yeah, that was like that, that was a, a big deal. Oh speech. yeah, we have a couple episodes back where he sees her crying over her. That's like, oh, this is the moment they're coming back together. That was the first indicator for me because I thought they had just moved on, but I know they put that scene in there for a reason. Oh yeah, and my like. My issue with that is, like, I always love, always with that, I'm like, they don't put these scenes in for nothing. Um, So, like, I thought, like, okay, things are coming back. But at the same time, Des was still, like, good at this point. And I was like, oh, but I kind of like Des and Davey. I don't know. I don't want it to. But obviously, it didn't work out. So, my thing, though, is, like, the only, like, inkling that I'm like, oh, is she maybe over him with the whole when he was giving the speech and mentioning her and she's like, wait, the narrator was like, oh, why doesn't she have like butterflies? And then she had the butterflies when like seeing Ben. And I'm just like, no, that's mm-hmm. not like, no, I don't <laughs> see it. I don't see it happening. And like ugh, my theory was like in the way Davy and Paxton would get back together. But I think yours makes more sense that he'll decide to go to California, like the school there. Um, and that'll be like a lot closer because I was thinking, oh, maybe she'll get like overwhelmed with school and applications and she just needs a break so she like goes to visit um 
Paxton at Arizona, which a lot of people were like, I made a video on TikTok saying this and people were like, Melanie would never let her go visit. I'm like, okay, maybe she has like a debate tournament or something like that. And she like goes and sees him. And I thought, okay, maybe at this point she and Ben would have hooked up. So now it's like not as big of a deal to her. So like maybe then her and Paxton would hook up and that would like have something like bring up things but it would it just wouldn't make sense like because and after that how would they come back together if not for like a time jump and it's like a high school reunion or something like there's no way because like long distance and college and high school relationships are just like challenging and they never work and you never like it's hard to root for them when it's you then see them with somebody else close by so I could see him either he decides to go to California last minute instead of Arizona or he like decides to transfer or something um but I was reading too, like people were saying like the love triangle isn't over, it's coming back. Um, and I, the ultimate comment is someone said, one of the creators wrote like, oh, one of the teams is going to be mad at me. So clearly she ends up with someone because the other theory I was going on is like, because so much of the show has been like, at this point, it's all about obviously Davy and their relationships are just a factor in it. It's really been about like her and her relationship with her family and how she's dealt with the, the grief of losing her dad and everything. Like I could totally have seen them going the arc of like having her reach this point of development where she's just like okay being single and then she wants to go to college single to have like a better experience and she needed to reach like the self-love before like truly Mm -hmm. loving somebody else yeah but but then they squandered that idea when they said that she clearly ends up with somebody (laughs) so oh and then the other thing i'll say is like people were also being like oh she's done with paxton because oh paxton was just a dream and i'm like okay no Here's where I go off on that because yes, Paxton was a dream. It was someone like she always loved the idea of him. And in this world of like love triangles, when there are two guys, like one guy who is the person you've like always been pining for. And then let's say like the other guy's like the nice guy or a friend or whatever. The guy who is like the dream and always the popular like guy, you know, will always win unless he only was ever the idea and like you learn that like oh she actually doesn't know him and then she finally gets to know him and like realizes he's not anything like she thought he was but in this scenario she like yes she knocked him down from that dream and from that pedestal because now she actually knows him and she doesn't just like the idea of him she likes like who he actually is and could see him being like a reality and now they're on like the same playing field and they could actually work in a relationship because Davey no longer sees him as someone like way out of her league and that regard so mm-hmm. that's my that's my ultimate last thing i'll say on that um because it's definitely been a tangent so team paxton through and through wanted to happen yep um but do you think there could be like a high school reunion time jump something in like the last episode or or are we thinking it's just gonna stay on the typical timeline i think we're gonna get an epilogue style like final five minutes where everybody ends up because usually like that's our ending just to let people know this is where they ended up mm-hmm. i feel like we're gonna see that for a lot of characters and i feel like season four is definitely gonna set up where their future is going to go i definitely think we might have like a 10-year reunion style kind of way and definitely see where they ended up and how the show kind of wraps itself up from there yeah and i like i low-key like love that when they do that because then it's an easy way to like get rid of all of the minor issues of like okay long distance and high school like high school college relationships are hard to do so it's an easy way to just be like okay now they're like all adults and they live near each other and they can like actually make it work um so I like that but 
What about like the other characters? Where do you see their stories taking them? So with the other characters, I definitely see I see Kala and Manish, you know, the relationship growing. I do see a proposal happening. They're definitely gonna cap it off because with Kamala's character, we've seen her basically go through trying to have her own independence, but also wanting a relationship and you know getting into marriage with this season we got to see her you know basically change her mind and choose herself and decide to take a different route now i do believe we're gonna see kind of a time jump in the kind of progress throughout the year and that's an ample amount of time for her to get to know manish also versus kamala being set up in an arranged marriage like originally that very first season so i definitely see that Mm, that would definitely make sense especially because like weddings are such a big part of like the Indian culture and I feel like every season they always make at least one episode about like a specific Indian holiday or tradition or whatnot and I feel like they the fact that they haven't done a wedding yet like that's such a huge part of it and I think people would love to see that happen yeah with Neilani I feel like she's going to get into a relationship now that she has gone through kind of like the stages of you know being a widow being you know post grief getting into a relationship and now that her and Davey kind of in a, a good place I feel like she's going to get mm-hmm. into a relationship I feel like they're going to bring back Common because I feel like they want to throw that in there for no reason he's still in the office building so maybe they might start something she does have Davey's blessing to go forward with that yeah Dr. Jackson definitely needs to come back because and I think I agree with you in terms of the fact that Nalani and Davy are now in a good spot. It just, it would make sense that she should be able to move on also. Um, and I mean, I could see also like, like typical, like, I mean, this is just in terms of like college and what happens post like high school. I think Fabiola will probably go to like MIT or Caltech or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Anissa will get like a soccer scholarship. And I see, like, Eleanor staying in California and getting a bunch of, like, super random acting gigs. But she's, like, happy with them and they fulfill her. And she's just, like, still going strong with Trent. Um, And he probably gets, like, some random, like, job right after college or right after high school if he graduates with them. Um, And, I mean, I could see, like, ultimately the series ending with, like, Davey being valedictorian and giving her speech in the auditorium where her recital was and where her dad died and, like, finally having that closure and also like her meeting John McEnroe because that just needs to happen. That would be, that would be really a special episode, especially if she does do a speech in an auditorium if she sees her dad in the audience and being able to have that closure. Finally, that will be an emotional episode. I feel they do that. I'm going to be crying like a baby. Yeah, I definitely will. Like graduation speeches always get me. Um, like especially the one like the high school musical senior year one gets me every time it's so pathetic but I also speaking of like the graduation speeches I love I love how Paxton gave the reins to like the valedictorian then um, because wait I realized like even if Davy was valedictorian she wouldn't necessarily be able to speak because it's like voted on oh, so yeah. I loved how like Paxton gave the the valedictorian the ability to speak so hopefully like they'll they'll either change that or maybe by dumb luck people would actually vote to hear Davy speak I feel like that might happen to her you know where we started she's kind of like gaining a lot of popular traction for the season I feel like season 4 is going to be her year I mean you can only hope like She's just been, she started super at the bottom and she, you know, kept going up a little bit and then we'll come back down, whatever. So hopefully she's going to like ride this wave all the way to the top 
till the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad that like season four is going to be the last one. And it's crazy mm-hmm. just like how it feels like the show literally just started because yeah. it's so short and everything. But um, I heard also like season four actually already filmed. Yeah, that's what I got in a couple of the videos I did that they already shot season four. And I saw about it in an interview. I was like, wow, y'all filmed this back to back? Yeah. Like- I had to remember the shows are half an hour per episode. And I'm like, oh, that's probably easy. But then I remember how long it took to shoot season two. So I thought they were just going, I, they were just going to go for it, but they already shot both seasons. Yeah, I guess, like, from the standpoint of making it easier, if, like, they already knew they were renewed for season four, so it's, like, there's no point in waiting. It's just as long as the writers, and if they knew that, if they, like, knew how they wanted the story to end, which I feel like creators usually always know from the beginning how they want it to end, like, maybe obviously not how they're going to get there, but at least, like, the big things in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, themes, so maybe it was just, like, fairly easy to put the script together and you know just easier for them to film it back to back instead of having to like do production everything on season three and then have to like roll it back out for season four um a little bit later and just do it back to back and then now we just have now it's just the waiting game we have to wait for 2023 for the final chapter to this dramedy and see how it all comes to an end so any last storylines you want to unpack or did we kind of hash it all out I feel like we hit everything on the nail. I feel like I really want to see more of Davy's families, but I know the grandma is living with them now. I hope we get to see kind of more of because we only see like mainly her moms. So I hope if we get the wedding, we get everybody on the family that they'll basically fine. I would love to see a wedding episode. I hope that the friendships stay intact. I definitely want to see more of Anissa. I hope she gets her own episode next season. Yeah, love the happy ending. Well, actually, though, I realized because I was going back and forth, um, the grandmother and Kamala are actually from Davy's dad's side. Because yeah, that's what I realized when watching I, it. Yeah, because at first, like, okay, she goes and Melanie goes to India. She sees her parents and then her mother-in-law is who comes back with her. And so I thought that because it was uh, Melanie was like, oh, my niece, like, I thought Kamala was like from her side. But then Kamala calls the grandmother like grandma and like I was so confused. Also, I caught a little mistake in the writing because mm-hmm. I actually rewatched seasons one and two um, right before season three came out because I was home for my mom's birthday and I was just like, mom, let's watch this. So I made her watch seasons one mm-hmm. and two. And Kamala and Davy were like having a moment and Davy was like, oh, like, I can like I'm so glad we're like sisters now. And Kamala's like, I have three sisters. So like, I don't really consider you like my uh like I still consider you a cousin and then the grandmother said later in another scene like in season three she and Kamala are like fighting because of Manish and everything and she says to Davy like Davy you're my only granddaughter now so like what about Kamala's three sisters that's like that's something that's a good idea (laughs) that literally would never like normally not pick up on that it's just because I watched it like so I watched it right before and just like back to back and it's like just fresh in my head but otherwise I would not have like retained retained that like so much of on these dramedies or like these random shows if I watch like one the one season but then I don't watch it again until like the new season comes out and like if they don't do like the recap for me like I it's always mm-hmm. like so hard for me to remember yeah. what happened in the last I always watch the Netflix recaps like the week before the season comes out just to remember everything that's happened 
Oh yeah, it's like it's so necessary, especially like when you have like such a like so many different cast members and different storylines going all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess there you have it, guys. Like I said, season three, loved it, watched it in like what the eight hours in a day as <laughs> usual and now it's just like i said the waiting game season four of never have i ever has already been filmed and will be released sometime in 2023 on netflix and it'll be like the final chapter to this dramedy but simone thank you so much for joining me it was such a pleasure i hope you had a fun time chatting and i'm excited to hopefully do this again sometime soon thank you for having me this was really a great time And everybody to our listeners, I will be, of course, tagging Simone at Simply Simone on my Instagram and TikTok when I promote for these new episodes. So be sure to check out her page and all of her videos because she just stays on top of everything with and any opinions you want to hear. Like, I'm telling you, it's well-rounded and you'll love it. Um, But otherwise, guys, thanks for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not following me, please do so at NotSoCriticallyAcclaimed, both on Instagram and TikTok, so you can stay up to date on everything. But otherwise, it's always a pleasure. And I'll be back very soon with another show. So stay tuned for more. Bye. Bye.